Hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Becoming Human Again. I was away for some time, but I am back and have some things pre-written so I can hold myself accountable to put out this content for you all. Today I'm going to be discussing self-reflection in depth from my own personal perspective and battles that I go through. Some words may be triggering, so just keep that in mind. There is a rainbow at the end of it all, I promise. Get comfy, grab a snack, maybe a notepad. Let's get into it. It's important we take accountability for our actions and to self-reflect. I'm a very self-aware person, but due to certain habits and lifestyle, I was definitely falling short and it was hurting not only me, but those around me. For example, I was smoking pretty much every day, sometimes before work, in the afternoon, night, sometimes only at night. Either way, I was high all of the time. I was never sober-minded whatsoever. I was simply floating through life, very literally just floating. And when you're in such an elevated state, you can't make rational decisions. There's a constant brain fog, a constant tiredness. No matter how okay you think it's going to be, it's not going to be okay. If you don't realize how your destructive habits are really turning your life for the worst and turning you into a terrible person, I was thinking and acting out for things simply for the moments of them. For example, I would overspend when I didn't need to, um, if, we, if I had something planned for the weekend or a self-care day, spending money that I didn't really need to spend, like spending money that I didn't have <laughs> or shouldn't have been using. Whether it was grocery shopping, picking up items, I would financially put things that could have waited in priority over things that were truly necessity. Everything I would do, especially financial decision-making, almost seemed impulsive. And you know what? I won't even say almost. It was very impulsive. Impulsive means to act or do without forethought. I wasn't thinking before I was doing things at all. And that's not to be an excuse. I really, truly was not being rational and logical into some of the decisions that I was making. Being sober-minded now, even when I wasn't sober, I knew my decisions would later cause me anxiety and make my life more difficult than it needed to be in some form or fashion, but it wasn't holding weight like it should have. It wasn't that I didn't care per se, which I felt hurt by because I know that's how I was coming off. But more so, I wasn't feeling the conviction for my actions strong enough. Everything was numbed. Everything was numbed. Which means impulsive decision making is very easy when you don't have a sober and sufficient ability to really think things through or even think before you know you act at all. Like I said, impulsive. My impulsive smoking was a form of me running from my own problems, my own demons. Mind you, my demons and I have talked before. We've had slur parties. We even have our own handshake. Okay, I faced them head on. I remember there was a time before I moved away from my parents. I was living there for about two to three and a half months. Worst two to three and a half months of my life, it felt like. 
I was back in the place where everything bad happened to me. Very triggering. Same house, same neighborhood, same bedroom, same tiny hallway. During this time, I would only come out of my bedroom to eat dinner, use the bathroom or shower, which pretty much was how my life was here all the time, even through middle school, high school. And then of course, before I left to college, I stayed in my room. You know, I'd go to school, go to track practice, come home, stay in my room because my room was safe. Staying in my room those two to three and a half months that I was here before I moved away. Just reliving my past and dissecting it piece by piece, dissecting my behaviors, my actions, my life. By the end of the time here, I felt I had a better understanding of myself, why I am the way I am, why I have certain habits and behaviors and personality traits. But here's the thing, you guys, you can understand yourself to the ends of the earth. You can know yourself front and back. But if you don't actually do the work to change everything quote unquote bad about you, nothing in your life will truly change. I faced my demons, yes, but I kept letting them win. Depression, anxiety, fear of what other people thought, abandonment issues, emotional neglect, pretty much since I was born, always having to defend myself daily in my home, intense feelings of shame due to years of sexual assault in my early childhood, intense resentment towards family, mommy and daddy issues, (laughs) suicidal ideation that I never spoke about. Of course, I had two attempts when I was younger in the past, but that happened in home. Other than that, I kept that in on the daily, (laughs) and I'm still working through that. And I want to take a moment to say, don't pity me. This is not for pity. Don't listen to this and think, Ah, she's just making excuses. Now, this was my reality. This is my truth. The demons that lurk under my bed in the night. And this is so many other people's truth. You guys could be yours or a friend of yours or a family member. All of those things I was trying to numb for years. This is probably the first real tea break I've had in, what, over over five years from smoking every day. If I can ask one thing of you while you're listening today, it's to check on the friend who seems like they are the happiest, like they have it all figured out, like nothing is ever wrong with them. Check on them not out of pity, out of genuine love and concern. If they keep saying they're fine, give it time, still check in, even if they won't give in and tell you what's wrong, because I promise you, your continuous efforts are at least going to show them that someone cares, that you care, and that effort just might make them come around when you're about to give up on them. Don't. Of course, be mindful. There are people who aren't ready to change. There are people who aren't ready to hear about themselves. So don't stress yourself out with it. Take baby steps. Set your own boundaries. 
be gentle. I've cried out for help before, of course, whether that was to know I wasn't walking through this darkness alone, to simply feel heard, to simply hear that my feelings matter and that what I'm going through is hard. These are heavy weights to bear. A lot of the weights we carry, you guys, we are not meant to carry. But we've intertwined ourselves with our traumas, with everything bad that has happened to us. Because those things mold us into how we are today. In some form or fashion. When I have reached out, you know, or tried to tell someone about what I was going through... I've been told to, you know, get over it. Or what do you have to be depressed about? Or what do you have to feel this way about? You have a roof over your head. I know you guys have heard this before probably too. You know, food in your stomach, clothes on your back. I've been told that everyone goes through these things. And yes, you know what? Everyone does go through similar battles. But that doesn't mean it isn't killing them from the inside out. Just because they're able to work a job, have friends, have somewhat of a social life, still laugh, still smile and cut up, or even speak well in public. I saw an interview recently on TikTok with an NBA player. I don't remember the name, but he said that he doesn't hang out with his friends anymore on the team, or really anyone for that matter, because none of them really care about what he's going through. He battles suicidal ideation. He discussed that during the interview, and you could tell he was clearly not doing well. He was clearly battling some things mentally. This is an NBA player who performs well on the court, gets paid millions of dollars, is looked up to, goes to press conferences, shows up to practice every day, has an entire team behind him. But he can't speak out because it gets brushed off no one will listen his teammates or supposed friends would just say you know let's go to a bar let's drink it away let's get these girls and sex it away let's go on a shopping spree let's get you a new car that's not support that's just trying to keep numbing the issue at hand it's not a solution and those people are not his friends all those things do is make you run farther and avoid the deeper issues at hand Now, of course, there's a huge stigma (laughs) with men being able to express themselves, especially in the realm of sports, obviously in the world in general, in our society. But if you are an athlete or have been an athlete, you know that especially being a man in athletics, showing emotion or, you know, saying that you you feel some type of way, you're sad or you're depressed, whatever. It's like, you know, come on, like you're going to be okay, like be a man, whatever. Obviously, that doesn't relieve any of the burden they're feeling inside, either. For someone to say, quote-unquote, you know, everyone goes through this, meaning, you know, variations of products of trauma, and to leave the discussion at that, not only one, does it dismiss what they're feeling and going through, But two, it just lets them know your empathy and compassion levels are low to non-existent. Which immediately tells them that they are not safe 
disclosing anything emotionally to them. It tells them that what they're going through doesn't deserve to be heard, that they should just push it down even more, that they should just keep numbing even more because clearly they can't bear all this weight all alone, but even more so, no one supposedly close to them really genuinely cares. So what are they going to do? What are they supposed to do? It tells them that you either don't have the mental capacity for it, which should be prefaced by the person you are releasing this to in a perfect world, or the emotional intelligence to simply truly listen from a place that is non-judgmental and from a clear mind. Most times people that respond in such a manner usually can't face whatever demons they have either. So their only solution is the only solution they have is to numb. That's what they do. So that's what they're going to give you. Numbing your feelings is dangerous. Whether it be turning to sex, constantly rushing to new relationships to get that very temporary ego boost, putting yourself around low vibrational people who do nothing but get high, who party every day, scrolling on your phone for hours at a time, indulging in porn for constant quick dopamine hits. The list can go on, you guys. You need to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. You need to work through whatever it is that keeps popping up in the back of your mind every day that is keeping you stuck. No matter how scary and dark the valley will be, no matter how deep in the dark valley that you are, there is an uphill climb. And once you make it up that hill, there is a beautiful, clear blue sky full of vibrant colors waiting to greet you with an overwhelm of victory and self-accomplishment, self-completion, wholeness. There are no more voids to fill because you trudged through them on your hands and knees with a possible broken back and filled them with your own accountability and true change. I'm still on this journey. But the first step of this journey is to take accountability for the decisions I have made. Sober or not. And let me tell you, it's going to hurt when you truly look at yourself in the mirror. When I truly looked at myself for what I was, what I did, what I was doing to others, to myself, my pride was crushed. But guess what? Your pride's going to be crushed. It needs to be. Your ego will become so small. You won't feel human. It needed to shrink. Your willingness to be oblivious to the destruction you are causing yourself will leave. It had to. When you genuinely look at who you have been and who you are. But what happens in this process, when all of the barriers are dropped, you have to let go of all of the heavy shackles around your feet that have kept you in bondage. And now you have room to move your feet in the right direction to create a brand new path, a new life to live, a righteous life, a wealthy, healthy, and joyous life. When I realized or felt I had no one else to turn to, I began to make my way back to God. He and I have had something special <laughs> ever since I was a child. I knew he was real. Before my mom even introduced me to church or religion, I just knew. but I let the demons that life can conjure win. And now looking back, 
they had to win or else I wouldn't be able to speak on this podcast today to not only warn others, but to tell you that you are capable. It's going to be hard letting go of those friends who you've had for so long who aren't good for you is going to be hard. Cutting off those family members is going to be scary. Putting down the Mary Jane is going to be painful. I was having panic attacks nightly for two weeks straight when I first quit. But God was my anchor and he does not give us a spirit of fear nor confusion. So I kept holding on. I know many may not understand that or even understand this seemingly sudden change I'm going through. This God sent transformation, if you will, that I'm submitting to. But that doesn't matter. This is my life. My generational curses to break. It's only going to be me in that grave at the end of it all. And if I want to be the best me possible, attract better people in my life, and live the life that God has meant for us all to experience, I have to move and make changes. You only have yourself and God. And that is what I truly believe. But the great thing is, with Him, nothing is impossible. Whether you believe it or not, it's okay. It is not my job. It is not my job or responsibility to try and change you or your beliefs. It is not my job to judge you for decisions you have made in this life or life circumstances and situations you have experienced. I can only love you unconditionally and do my best part to help guide others to be better simply for themselves. And if that leads you to God, then even better, great. If not, then my assignment wasn't meant for you and it's not my responsibility to try and reveal him to you. I only wish to be a lamp unto your feet and a light upon your path. Don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to portray to be some goody two-shoes Christian fanatic, Bible humper, whatever you guys call it now. But I've always believed in finding the root of a problem because you'll know how to truly navigate and work through your demons. You'll know where to start. Looking for anything other than that root cause that is beating around the bush and wasting your own time. Time that you might not have. Life is short and you deserve to live life in peace. Peace of mind is the greatest thing you could ever possess. So look at your circumstances. Ask yourself, what did you do to get here? What choices did you make to get here? Don't put the blame on anybody else. What did you do? And why? Sit with it. Think about it. Do the work. For current perspective, I did suddenly have to move home, back home, which in today's economy should sound like a dream. However, as I mentioned before, I am back in a place where I have suffered many tortures. I'm in an environment where there is constant psychological, physical, and emotional abuse. But this time around, I know more. I've learned more. I have more tools to help me stay focused on myself and not drown in the chaos here, day in and day out. This is my final, final test. And I'm going to pass, I'll tell you that much. You aren't alone. 
and you're deeply loved. Deeply loved. You can do this. Fighting our flesh is hard. And there are so many things and ways of living that hurt our well-being and our soul that our society has deemed as normal. It's not normal and was never meant to be. It's a torturous battle. But I believe you can overcome anything. Truly. But you have to want it for yourself. If any of you ever need someone to talk to or just vent and know at least someone is listening and someone's in your corner, please don't hesitate to email me at becominghuman.pod at gmail.com. It can be anonymous or not. Confidentiality and privacy is my main priority when it comes to receiving personal deep information from others. So if you don't want a response back, simply state that in the email. It's fine. Just remember, remember numbing and keeping things in is only hurting you. And sometimes the ones you love even more. I love you. I believe in you. You can overcome anything. Look at how far you've come already. Look at how far you've come. Nothing can stop you. You're still standing. Maybe with holes in the bottom of the soles of your shoes, but you're still standing. Which means you have the endurance for this fight. So endure. There's sunshine at the top of the hill after you climb.